Do you wait for everything to be perfect and lined up straight before you make a choice? How hard are you trying to get everything in your life right? What if jumping in and getting messy is one of the ways to find out what works for you? Discover how being willing to mess up can create the phenomenal life you truly desire. Get ready to quit judging and start embracing all of your messy adventures. Now, here's your host, self-declared messy living expert, Katrina Fava. Hey, welcome to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm your host, Katrina Fava. Thanks for coming to play. Thanks for being here. Well, have you been here before or are you wondering what this is all about? So, Messy Adventures in Living is a space where I get to invite you into something different, um, mainly into making messy choices, into choosing, making choices, period. Um, how often have you waited for everything to be perfect and lined up straight? And how often have you weighed all the pros and cons um, carefully so that you can make the right choice? And then how much have you beaten yourself up when you've decided that the choice you made was not the right choice? So Messy Adventures in Living is really about inviting you into something different, inviting you to not judge your choices, um, choose and see what that creates. So, so how how much have you learned and how often do we try so hard to get all the information first, all the awareness first so that we can make the choice? So what if it's choice that creates awareness? What if in choosing you can gain more awareness about what works and doesn't work or about what you would like or what you wouldn't like? And then, you know, what if that's the way to create your life through questions and choices and awareness and not, um, you know, getting it right and then judging the crap out of yourself when you've decided you made the wrong choice? So. Um, that's a little bit about messy adventures. Something we like to talk about all kinds of things on this show. I'm Petrina. Here's some of the ways that I play in the world. Lots of different ways. Uh, I am a registered nurse, a pediatric nurse, and I'm a mom of three. And I'm also an access consciousness, bars and body process facilitator. Access, for short, is a body of work that was created by a man named Dirk Gary Douglas about about 30 years ago. That um, includes some magical and amazing hands-on body processes that can clear a whole bunch of your crap from your body and your being. Very simple and very easy to use, a little bit weird and super fun. It also includes some tools that you can use to change anything that's going on in your life and to create your life as greater. And what if it wasn't all of these about fixing what's wrong in your life? What if um, it's could also be about looking at how you can create your life as greater. Uh, how else do I play? I make my own uh, 100% natural bath and body products. I like to play with that so much. You can check that, those out at naturallyhappybody.com. I'm an author. Uh, I like to have my hands in everything. It's fun. So that's a little bit about me and a little bit about messy adventures in living. I want to get straight to our topic today. So today we're talking about bullying. Tools to outcreate victimhood. So um, this week, the day that we are actually recording this show, uh, is um, Suicide Prevention Week, and I thought it's also September, and I thought it would be cool to talk about bullying. I like to kind of approach the topic of bullying often in September as kids gear up to start school again, and uh, sometimes this uh, bullying tends to rear its ugly head. So. 
I actually wrote a chapter in an amazing book called Possibilities in Parenting. And the name of the chapter is Toolbox for Bullied Kids. And in it, I talk about some tools that I learned um, that have their roots in access, in access consciousness. And when I started to learn about these tools, being that I'm a pediatric nurse and have three kids of my own, very much um, surrounded by children in my life, as I learned about these tools, I really suddenly started to get the awareness of how powerful and how amazing and how magical these tools could be in the hands of kids and how much this could change the face of the world if we could empower our kids to know what they know and empower them instead of treat them like victims or tell them that they're victims. So I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Um, So let's look at this. What if ending bullying isn't the answer? Many anti-bullying programs, you know, programs that you see in school or talks that you hear, anti-bullying programs or theories in general, many of them have one very large underlying assumption. Do you know what that is? It's this. The bullied are the victims. The bullied suffer at the hands of the bully who is bigger, meaner, and has the power to affect their lives. But what if kids didn't have to be impacted by mean words and ridicule and rudeness? What if they didn't have to be? Sounds too simple? Well, how different would a child's life be if he was taught how to receive judgment? I mean, really think about that. How different would a child's life be if he was taught early on how to receive judgment? Imagine a child who could truly receive judgment with no point of view. And guess what? You, the parent, or the teacher, or the playmate, or the neighbor, you can play a part in empowering your child to outcreate victimhood. But first, you may have to outcreate your own. <laughs> Haha. <laughs> Something I have learned as a parent um, talking about this topic. So as I was writing my chapter called Toolbox for Bullied Kids in this book called Possibilities in Parenting, uh, which, by the way, you can find on Amazon.com. Um, as I was writing it, I realized as literally as I was writing it, more and more, how much of my perspective on or how much of my response to any kind of bullying or meanness or unkindness that was directed at my children, I started to really get how much of my response was based on my own judgments and my own points of view and my own ideas and judgments, really, because that's what they are, about victimhood. My kids as victims, not only my kids as victims, but also myself as a victim. And I I had to look at all of the places in my life that I was making myself a victim to something that I decided was more powerful than me. And it doesn't just have to be a person. So the trick right out of the gate, the wedgie that I'm going to give you right here, 
is that if there's a child in your life that you would like to empower to outcreate bullying, it's got to start with you. You need to look at all of your points of view about bullying, about unkindness, about meanness, about being a victim. You've got to start with you. And you want to know why? Because kids are not these little, dumb, innocent, blank slate things that we think they are. Kids are actually extremely aware, extremely psychic, let's even call it, okay? Very super aware of energy. They see right through your bullshit. And when you say something that isn't true, they may not be able to cognitively understand, but they know that something is off. So if you're telling your kid, for example, to stand up for himself in school, and somewhere you feel sorry for him, or you believe that he is a victim of the bully, and you somewhere you believe that he is smaller, that he is being pushed around, my poor little boy, you you stand up for yourself, my sweet thing, he's being bullied, look at him, he's so sweet and innocent, and this big mean jerk is bullying him. Even if you never say those words, your kids will pick it up. I know. <laughs> they will pick it up. They're super, super aware. So step one in empowering your kids to outcreate victimhood, outcreate your own. Start with you. Start with you. Okay. It is super true. <laughs> so where should we start? Where do you guys want to start? What comes up for you when you think about bullying? Were you bullied as a kid? Have you watched your children be bullied? Do you have someone in your life that has, um, you know, become depressed or even committed suicide? Do you know someone? Like, what is all the crap that comes up for you around bullying? Were you bullied as a child? Uh, and And if you were, and if you were bullied as a child and you're a parent now of a child who is being bullied, how much of your response to the bullying of your child is leftover crap from your childhood. And can you really be clear? And can you really ask questions? And can you really have awareness about what's required for your child if you have all of your old crap in the way? So maybe we should clear some of that energy. So we're going to do something called, uh, we're going to say something, use something, a tool called the Access Consciousness Clearing Statement. It sounds like a bunch of mumble-jumble if you've never heard it before. It is a collection of words that does have an explanation to it. You can find it at theclearingstatement.com. It has its own website. How cool is that? Basically what it is, is um, it's just a tool that gets at the energy of something that bubbles up as we're talking about something and actually can destroy and uncreate everywhere that the places that that got created. Okay, super easy. You don't have to understand it for it to work. So let's clear some of the energy that's coming up around you as a parent or an adult, you as an adult, 
a parent, a teacher, it doesn't matter. You as an adult and all of the energy that's coming up around bullying for you and everywhere you're using your history with bullying, your belief in your own victimhood and everywhere that's blocking you and stopping you from having total clarity and awareness around what's required for the children, the child in your life. Will you now... Okay. Will you now revoke, recant, rescind, reclaim, renounce, denounce, destroy, and create it all? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. That's kind of interesting. Um, I was usually the clearing statement is a little bit different. It's usually will you, it, the question is will you destroy and uncreate it all? And I really just had the awareness to say re, um, a different, like a different version: revoke, recant, rescind, reclaim, renounce, denounce, destroy, and uncreate all. Which is interesting when that comes up because I makes me think about what are all the oaths and vows that you have around bullying and victimhood. Weird? Cognitively weird. Why would you have oaths and vows around bullying? But none of this is cognitive, so who cares about cognitive? <laughs> right? So what is all of that? Hmm. What oaths and vows have you made to protect the bully? <laughs> I like it when like crap just comes out of my brain. I don't even know what that was. What are all the oaths and vows you have in place to protect the bully? Okay, that's weird. Everything that is, everything that is and everywhere you swore to protect the bully, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, 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 all night, short, surprise, and I love it when things don't make sense. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. What are you doing? Making oaths and vows to protect the bully? So, it's, a bully-bullying relationship is always interesting to me. It makes me think a lot about past lives and like what, how did, you know, what are the interesting circumstances that led up to the two of you being in this relationship, the bully and the bullied? Hey, it's fascinating to me. Hmm, I often wonder about that. Okay, so yeah, this a little bit of a twist and turn at the beginning of this show, but hey, let's go to break. You are listening to Messy Adventures in Living right here on the Inspire Choices Network with me, Petrina Fava. We'll be right back. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Petrina Fava every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 Central, 9 Mountain, and 8 Pacific on the InspireChoicesNetwork.com. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. 
It's about being the question. Always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255 In Canada, 613-800-8736 Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Hey, welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm your host, Petrina Fava. I am so happy that you're here. Thank you for being here and listening. So today's show, in case you just jumped in the middle of it, is called Bullying. Tools to outcreate victimhood. And so I really have been super hyper aware of this topic in the last few years. And as I have uh, my own young children, they're uh, 13 and 10 and 7, and listening to parents talk, you know, just around the, the uh, schoolyard and just paying attention to certain um, bullying campaigns that go on in the school, I'm so aware of how much we focus on making the bullying stop instead of empowering kids and giving them tools to for their lives, to create their lives. Because guess what? This is something I tell my kids all the time when they come home and tell me that someone was mean to them or whatever. Guess what? There are, <laughs> there are assholes and jerks everywhere, and they're not going to go away when you go into adulthood. So why are we trying to stop bullying? I don't know. I know this I know this sounds crazy and you're probably like screaming, are you nuts? Like why wouldn't we stop bullying? But the fact is that can you really stop somebody from being an ass or a jerk? And that's already an assumption that bullies are jerks, which is not what I'm promoting. But the idea is that all bullies are jerks and that we should stop people from being jerks, right? That's the premise of anti-bully campaigns. Bullies are jerks. We should stop. We need to teach people how to not be jerks. Does that work? Why are we focusing so much energy on trying to change the bully? What if we could empower our kids, give our kids tools that they could use in any every single situation, in any circumstance that comes up in their lives, that they could use for their whole entire lives? I'm not there on the playground with my kid. I can't stop the bully. I'm not there 24 hours a day while they're at school. Isn't the best way to protect my kid to empower them with their own tools that they can use anytime to teach them how to use their awareness, to teach them how to ask questions instead of make conclusions, right? Yeah, and so just um, chatting in the chat room, um, the resistance just feeds it. Sure, absolutely, what we resist persists, right? The more we resist something, the greater it becomes. And how much resistance do we have to bullies? 
enormous, enormous. So I'm not suggesting that we go around and be like, oh, la, 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 bullies, you guys are awesome. We love you. That's not what I'm suggesting. Unkindness is not cool, right? Unkindness is not cool. And nobody should ever go around tolerating unkindness. And that's not at all what I'm suggesting. What I am talking about is giving kids tools to outcreate victimhood, to not have to believe that they're victims. So um, how does this start? Like I started to wonder, um, so when when my son was in kindergarten, uh, he came home one day and said to me, Mom, my heart hurts. And I was like, and he said it not like in a painful way. He kind of just like skipped along. was like, hey, Mom, my heart hurts. And then he like, just started playing and I was like and I said to him what do you mean your heart hurts what does that mean like your chest hurts like you're having pain in your chest he's like no mom you know uh, like when somebody says something mean to you and it leaves a mark on your heart and then he just like walked away and skipped away and went to play and I was just kind of standing there going okay that was a weird thing for him to say and it had this energy of not um he wasn't sad about it. Like he wasn't saying, oh, my heart hurts. So I continued to question him and he told me this is something that the teacher had explained to his class um, in in a way like she was trying to say, you know, be nice to each other. Don't say mean words to each other because when you say mean things to another person, it can leave a mark on their heart. <coughs> Excuse me. And I just was like, wow, the gifts my children give me. You know, they just like walk by and drop these little packages of gifts in front of me and it was like whoa look at that I, the energy with which he was telling me this story about his heart hurting and the the meaning that I knew the teacher was giving it were not at all compatible do you know what I mean like um, the the message was like don't be mean to your fellow classmates otherwise it can really hurt them and it can leave a black mark on their heart and he's like, yeah, you know, mom, my heart hurts. Like, you know, when somebody says something mean to you. So he, you, I don't, I'm not sure how to explain it, but you get like the, the inconsistency of the match of energy there. And so it started to make me wonder and I started to question how often we project our feelings of hurt, our, our ideas about hurt feelings onto our kids. And it's not to suggest that kids don't have feelings or they don't like have emotions or anything like that. But how much do we project, how much do we teach our kids our points of view, right? How much do we teach our kids all of our judgments? A ton. That's that's everything that we do. We call it parenting in this reality. We teach our kids our judgments so often, not all the time, but very often we teach them our judgments. We give them our points of view. And then they start to buy them and they start to believe them because they love us and we're their parents. So, of course, we must be right. And, you know, so how often do they do they kind of unknow what they know and start to buy what we tell them in, in favor of what we tell them? Okay, so... So what else is possible then with that? Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about feelings, actually, because it's something recently that's been coming up with my own kids. Um, and my son has been telling me that he's been feeling sad. And so one of the tools in Access is who does this belong to? And it's a question that you can ask, which is based on the idea that 
you are very psychic and very aware. Most of us, many of us, all of us actually, are very, very, very aware of other people's thoughts and feelings and emotions. And that we've never thought about this. We've never been taught this. We don't realize that so much of our thoughts and our feelings and our emotions are not ours. So imagine, you know, have you ever watched a movie about psychics and how they um, tap into people who have died and then they start to have physical symptoms of the dead person? And so we see this and we kind of, you know, well, I don't know about you, but I've kind of accepted this as like, okay, psychic people can do this. You know, they can feel um, pain in their bodies of the people that they're like dead people or other people. They feel it in their bodies because they're psychic. So do you ever wonder like, how do they know if it's theirs or somebody else's? Like, how do they know? And so my question is, what if that's you? What if that's you? What if you've been doing that your whole life? What if we all have the ability to do that? But it doesn't look the way it looks in the movies, right? And we've never been acknowledged for it. So what if 99% of your thoughts, feelings, and emotions are not yours? So what does that look like in in the sense of bullying? How much of your kids' thoughts, feelings, and emotions are not really there? Are they the bullies? Are they aware of all the kids in their class? So my son is seven, and he's just entering, just started grade two this year. And um, he's he's an outgoing kid. He makes friends easily. He's pretty independent. And all of a sudden, he's having a lot of trouble walking into the schoolyard. And so how much of what he's aware of is everybody else in that classroom? How many other kids are sad, right? And so these are the kinds of things that I try and um, encourage him to ask these kinds of questions. But Something interesting that's been coming up recently, and one of my favorite questions to ask him these days is, what if you didn't have to believe your feelings? So, what if you didn't have to believe your feelings? And what would it be like if we taught this to our kids? So, some of you might be getting angry because you might be like, well, we shouldn't be denying our feelings, and that's terrible, and of course you have to... um, acknowledge your feelings and go into your feelings and that's all part of healing. Okay. Sure. And what if you didn't have to believe your feelings? Like, so what if, you, if you're if suddenly feeling sad? So, do you have to be at the effect of your feelings? What if you didn't have to believe your feelings? What if you didn't have to let your feelings drive you? So, imagine if we could teach this to our kids. Like imagine if kids learned early on that they didn't have to believe their feelings. So what kind of feelings do kids have when they're in school? Well, do you ever remember being in high school and feeling like everyone was looking at you and that everyone was noticing, you know, the pimple on your forehead or, you know, the 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 black birthmark on your leg? Um you know, do you ever remember feeling really sad for no reason? Do you really remember studying really hard and then suddenly feeling really anxious about a test and wondering why that didn't make sense? So what if you didn't believe your feelings? So rudely, imagine what that would look like for kids if we if we showed them that they didn't have to believe their feelings. Um, and what would happen if they questioned who that belongs to. So in an interaction with someone who is being unkind to them, imagine if they could ask, is this really mine? What am I aware of? What am I aware of here? 
is this theirs? Is this the bullies? Are they feeling frustrated? Are they feeling sad? What is all this energy that's coming up that I'm labeling as a feeling? See, that's the other thing about feelings too, is like how much of feelings are not actually feelings? Like how much of what we call feelings are not feelings at all? It's just that we've learned to call them that. How much of what we call feelings is actually an awareness of energy that we've learned to separate and label. Sadness, grief, anger, frustration, fear. We've learned to label all of these things, right? We've learned to separate them and label them as feelings, different feelings, different emotions. But imagine if you never learned that. And imagine if you only... Um, Imagine if you could acknowledge it as an energy. Imagine if you could acknowledge it as awareness and then ask questions. So what would it be like if you never learned about feelings? If feelings didn't exist, what would you be aware of? What could you be aware of if you didn't believe in feelings? Or if you weren't driven by your feelings? Or if you didn't believe that you were at the effect of your feelings? What would be possible if you weren't a victim to your feelings? And how could the whole bully scene change if kids didn't believe their feelings? Because isn't isn't a lot of it about feelings, right? Like somebody's mean to you and then you feel sad. Or somebody's mean to you and then you feel angry. Or somebody's mean to you and then you feel bad about yourself. Somebody's mean to you and you start believe, believing the words they say. A lot of the victim of the victimhood of the bully is about feelings, isn't it? So what if feelings weren't true? And and even more than that, who cares if they're true or not? But what if you didn't have to believe your feelings? What could be possible then? Okay, well, we are going to go to break. And when we come back, I'm going to tell you all about something extremely interesting that I learned about how we define bullying. Wait till you hear it. It's really great. Um, you're listening to Messy Adventures of Living on the Inspired Choices Network. With me, Katrina Fava. We'll be right back. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Petrina Fava every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 Central, 9 Mountain, and 8 Pacific on the InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, 
The worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a boys class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. I am Petrina Fava, and you are listening to Bullying uh, Tools to Outcreate Victimhood. Bullying Tools to Outcreate Victimhood. That's what we're talking about today. So we were talking all about all kinds of stuff. Um, um, we Just before we went to break, we were talking about... Um, what were we talking about? Feelings, feelings. We were talking about feelings. And one of my new favorite questions to ask my kids when they talk about being sad is what if you didn't have to believe your feelings? And I love this and I'm very excited about this because I'm very much over feelings and I'm tired of and I'm done being ruled by my feelings. Um, and this is not about like, you know, well, maybe it is. You know what? Maybe it is about just putting your getting putting aside your feelings because what if feelings are not as significant as we thought they were and so what would ha- what would happen and what could you create if you asked your kids or you showed your kids um if you ask them what if you didn't have to believe your feelings so that's what we were just talking about before we went to break and um i wanted to talk a little bit about what i found when i looked up the word bullying in the dictionary. So I actually looked it up in a regular dictionary this time. If you listened to my show before, you know I like to head to um, look up, look at etymology. But I wanted to look at how we actually define bullying today in this reality. And I found a couple of very, very interesting things. And I'm going to read I'm going to read it, and I want you to just kind of pay attention to your body and see um, what comes up for you when you hear some of these words. And here's a tool from Access. Um, the truth will make you feel light. So what's true for you will make you feel light, and a lie will make you feel heavy. So just kind of be in the energy of that as you hear these de- definitions that I found. So I, I um, here's here's the first one that I found. So bullying is defined as repeated intimidation over time of a physical, verbal, and psychological nature of a less powerful person by a more powerful person or group of persons. It is repetitive and encompasses an intrinsic power imbalance between the bully and the person being bullied who generally is incapable of self-defense. It can be physical, verbal, or social. That's one definition. And then, yeah, and then I found this one. A blu- um, this one is the definition of a bully. A blustering, quarrelsome, overbearing person who habitually badgers and intimidates smaller or weaker people. Wow. Did you get any of that? I'm going to say it again, okay? <laughs> 
Bullying is defined as repeated intimidation over time of a physical, verbal, and psychological nature of a less powerful person by a more powerful person or group of persons. It encompasses, encompasses an intrinsic power balance between the bully and the person being bullied, who generally is incapable of self-defense. A bully is a blustering, quarrelsome, overbearing person who habitually badgers and intimidates smaller and weaker people. What the hell? Really, this is what we're projecting at our kids. Pure frickin' victimhood. Pure victimhood. This is how we define bullying in this day and age. It encompasses an intrinsic power imbalance between the bully and the person being bullied who generally is incapable of self-defense. A bully is somebody who badgers and intimidates smaller or weaker people. Right there. Right there. There it is. This is crap. It's crap. And I know it is from the bottom of my being. You know why? Because I've worked as a pediatric nurse for 20 years, and I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that no child is a victim. That kids are not these little innocent little things that are helpless and incapable of self-defense. Are you kidding me? If I could tell you the stories of the things I have watched kids endure, this is bullshit. Kids are not victims. They absolutely are not. They are capable of incredible things. And you know why? Because they don't have very many points of view. And they don't have very many judgments. And that right there is their superpower. And so how much unkindness are we perpetuating on our kids when we project all of our judgments and our conclusions about the world around us onto them? And everything that is, and everything that brings up, will you destroy the creator? Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, talk, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So the thing about this that bugs me so much is that here we are as parents or educators or whatever, as adults, we go around trying to tell kids not to be victims. Like we try and tell kids to stand up for themselves or, you know, right? Like, were you ever given that, that advice as a kid? Or have you ever said that to a kid? Like, you know what? Stand tall and be confident and don't take any crap from any bully. But we've already decided they're victims because it's right here in our definition. Encompasses intrinsic power imbalance between the bully and the person being bullied who generally is incapable of self-defense. It's in our very definition of bullying. So remember when I was talking about how aware our kids are and how psychic they are and how much they see right through our words even when we don't even know it? So how often have you told a kid or how often were you told? Okay, here it is. How often were you told to stand up and be confident and not let the bully push you around while the adult that was telling you that fully believed that you were a victim? And everything that is and everywhere you're still holding on to that and projecting it into the future and onto all of the children in your life will you destroy and create it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds, right? They right through us. They don't know, it may not be cognitive, but there's such a dissonance in energy for them when you say something that you don't really believe. And you might not even know it, but they do. Because underneath, we are already assuming that they're victims. And then we're telling them to stand up and be strong 
and not be at the effect of the bully. They know you're lying. This is why I was saying at the beginning of the show, it has to start with us. It has to start with the parents, the educators, you know, the adults. And you have to look at your own crap around this, around being a victim, around being bullied. Who is in your life is still pushing you around? Your boss? Your parents? Your neighbors? Who is more powerful than you? Who have you decided is more powerful than you? Who? In your life, has you just, have you decided is more powerful than you? So what if nobody is more powerful than you? Who holds the power in the relationship anyways? Like, how does that get decided? I often wonder if the person who holds the power is the person who thinks they have the power. <laughs> right? So what if, what if there's, what if all of that is a lie? What if no one is more powerful than you, no matter what you think that looks like. It doesn't even matter if they're bigger than you. It doesn't. And I know this because I have a 10-year-old that's tiny and skinny and scrawny, and she is not small in any way. Have you ever met a person who's like really small, but they're freaking intimidating as hell? And have you ever met a person who's really big and manages to make themselves really small and meek? Size doesn't mean anything. Physical size doesn't have to mean anything. Haha. Ha. Okay. So so let's move on. Let's talk about some more, some more, some more. So what are some tools that you can give your kids? So let's I wanted to look at let's just clear first. I we're this hour is going by super fast. Let's clear first all of the implications, all the definitions, all of the judgments that we have around bullying. So I just jotted down a whole bunch of them. You might be able to come up with a few of your own. But here's all the assumptions that we have going on around bullying that I can think of. So the bully is more powerful. That's one. The bully is more powerful than me. I am at the effect of my let's 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 I'm gonna say it differently. The bully is more powerful than my child. My child is at the effect of the bully. The bully's actions have an effect on my child's mood, on their self esteem on their lives. If the bully would just stop, then everything would be better. It's the bully's fault that my kid feels bad. It's the bully's fault that my child is sad. It's the bully's fault that my child is suicidal. It's the bully's fault that my child is depressed. Something is wrong with my kid. My child is different, and so he gets picked on. Oh, God, I hate this one. I have to pot and pock myself. Okay, this drives me crazy. So my kid is different, and so he gets picked on. Do you, can you feel that? Can you perceive that energy? My kid is different, and so he gets picked on. Aw. Aw. Do you get that aw energy? <laughs> my kid is different, so he gets picked on. Aw, poor kid. Stop it. What if we could celebrate our kids' difference? What if you could show your kid, teach your child that being different is amazing? Not just with your words, because your words are not enough, because your kids are going to see right through those words. Why do we feel sorry for kids who are different? What would it be like to truly celebrate the difference in your child and acknowledge their capacities and acknowledge how amazing it is to be different? Thank God you're different, right? Um, 
also more judgments the bully is wrong the bully is bad this is a huge judgment and it's a problem and the reason that it's a problem is because any judgment stands in the way of awareness so I'm not saying that bullies are wonderful people and that we should celebrate them and that we should just go around letting them be mean there's a lot of unkind people in the world and a lot of them are kids a lot of kids are just jerks I mean hey it's kind of just the way it is. Sometimes you've got to look at what is, right? That's what awareness, consciousness has got to be about. It's about looking at something for what it really is and not sugarcoating anything. Some kids are just jerks. But if you complete, if you just continuously ju- make that judgment that the bully is wrong and that they're awful for doing that, then that judgment will cloud your awareness about what's required. Um, and I have a good example about that, and we're going to talk about it after the break. Um, okay, so yeah, all of those are all of the points of view that I could come up with. So what are some of the ones that you have that you're aware of, and would you be willing to maybe even just write them down and then go through them all and just cross them off? We have to go to break. You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living. We're talking about bullying, tools to outcreate victimhood. We'll be back soon. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Petrina Fava every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 Central, 9 Mountain, and 8 Pacific on the InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? Hey everybody, this is Dr. Dane here, and I would like to invite you to an adventure in being. I've just written and finished a new book known as Being You, Changing the World. Are you one of those dreamers? One of those people who's always known that other possibilities should be available but haven't yet been able to see them be created? Well, I wrote this book for you. In it, you'll find tools, processes, and unique perspectives to change the things you've always wanted to change but didn't know how. In it, you'll find an invitation to a different possibility for a way that we can be in this world that changes not only our lives, but by being us, allows us to contribute to changing everything planet-wide that doesn't work. Are you aware that truly great people, truly being them, is the only thing that has ever created a great change on this planet? Are you willing to step up? Are you willing to be one? Check out a copy of my new book, Being You, Changing the World. I invite you to go to beingyoubook.com for a free gift. You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Okay, welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. We're talking about bullying tools to outcreate victimhood. So we just have a few minutes left and I got so much I want to say. So, um, 
also, um, just during the break, um, Keisha, my awesome producer, just um, put this great thing in here that I want to repeat. The U.S. press is a bully. They're everywhere. And I thank you so much for that. And it's great that you brought that up because, see, the bullies don't go away. <laughs> they don't go away, right? They don't go away. The bullies don't go away. So let's empower our kids to outcreate the energy of bully instead of teaching them to believe that they're victims and that they have to be at the effect of them, especially something so, you know, quote unquote, big as the U.S. press, right? It's like, how could we possibly, like, we're at the effect of them, you know, like, they're so much bigger than us, like, the government is so much bigger than us, you know, how many of us adults feel bullied by our government? But then, and then we're like, well, what can we do? Like, I'm just small little me. But see, that's a really, really interesting point of view. But it's such a crappy mindset. Like, I'm sorry, but it's just not, it's not, um, um, it's not a mindset of outcreating and it's not a generative mindset at all. It's just a give up mindset. It's like impossible. How could I possibly outcreate my government? Well, you know what you could do? You could start asking a question. How can I outcreate this? I love what is outcreating? You know, outcreating is like, how can I create this greater? How can I create beyond this? How can I make this greater instead of falling a victim to it? Um, so before we went to break, I was just going to tell a quick story about how judging the bully creates a big smoke screen in front of you when like so specifically if you're a parent or a teacher or the adult in the situation i mean um you it's really challenging to be clear if you have huge judgments about the bully and and the bullying that's taking place my son came home one day he was in kindergarten and he came home and he told me that a an older kid like a 11 or 12 year old just nonchalantly in the car one day when my husband and I were driving just spits out this like mommy so and so showed me his penis today and I was like what and so I'm like taking a deep breath trying not to freak out breathe using all the access tools that I know (laughs) and so you know we talked about it basically and what I had what I really knew that I had to do was Stay out of judgment of the bully and stay out of judgment of the situation, not because I thought it was going to be okay and not because I was going to ignore it, but because I knew that if I, if I, like my, I let my anger flare and I, um, you know, my followed my feelings of, I want to kill this kid where, who is he? And like, how can I get my hands around his neck? Um, you know, I'm going to storm into the principal's office and give him the crap for that. So all of that emotion that was coming up, if I had believed it, if I had, you know, followed it, um, I, it would have just created this huge barrier in front of me. So I would not have been able to see what was required. And so instead, what I started to do was ask some questions. What is this? What's required? Um, what is the energy of what's going on here? Like, is this kid a threat to my son? Like, is he going to touch him inappropriately? So I had to ask all of these questions without the judgment in the way. And then I was able to be aware that yes, it was what was required was for me to go and speak to the principal. And, and so I was able to take a bunch of steps without making it enormously significant and, you know, really had to take clear my eyes of the judgment and the freak outness of it all. So that's my point is not to not to make the bully right or to be to let it go. Like you can't ignore, you're not going to ignore it. I'm not promoting unawareness and also how much do we teach kids to just ignore the bully? Well, that's not helpful. What if we ask them what are you aware of here instead of teaching them to just ignore, right? Were you ever taught to just ignore mean words? Why do we teach kids to ignore? 
acknowledge what is, look at what is, and then ask questions and ask yourself, what am I aware of here? Can we stop teaching kids to ignore bullies, please? You know, it's not about ignoring, it's about acknowledging what's there and then asking questions about how we can change it. Oh, so much here. I could probably talk about this for hours. Um, So what else could we teach our kids? Um, Receiving judgment. Would you be willing to to show your kids how to completely lower your barriers and receive the judgment of others? So again, starts with you. So you know what what are you like when somebody throws a judgment at you? Like, would you be willing to lower your barriers? What if we could show our kids to lower our barriers and receive judgment? And receiving judgment doesn't mean take it, take crap from people, because taking it means like receiving it and then it stops in your body. That's not receiving judgment. Receiving judgment is kind of like being a cloud. You know you know when clouds kind of stretch across the sky until they're nothing? Like what if you could expand out that much so that the judgment goes right through you? That's kind of what receiving judgment is. So what if we could teach kids to do that? Imagine if kids if kids could grow up learning how to receive judgment. What kind of a totally different world would this be? You know, how many fewer kids would die of suicide would because they would be willing or able to fully receive judgment? You know, how much could we change depression if we could show our kids how to receive judgment in totality without a point of view? Just receive it. That's an interesting point of view. I don't have to believe anything you say. That's cool that you think that. I don't have to think it just because you say it. And I don't have to believe my feelings just because I feel sad. Right? What if we could show our kids that judgment isn't real? The feelings don't have to be real, that sometimes they're not even ours. What if we could show our kids how to ask questions like, what am I aware of here? Instead of hiding their awareness, instead of ignoring, instead of turning the other cheek, instead of just walking away from the bully. Let's empower our kids to stand and lower their barriers and be in their awareness without being afraid, so that they can look at everything. They can look at it and then ask a question and ask how they can change it and ask what's required. What's required to change this? Does this guy require a kick in the shins to stop it? And would you be okay telling your kid to do that? Or what's required? Does this cut, does this kid need some kindness? Oh my goodness, I could go on forever. Okay, thank you for listening to me go on and on about Toolbox for Bullied Kids um, Outcreating Victimhood. Thank you so much for listening. Join me again next week right here on Messy Adventures in Living on the Inspired Choices Network. Let's outcreate victimhood, guys. Enough of this stuff now. Outcreate victimhood. Go forth. <laughs> starts with you. It starts with you. you got to outcreate yours before you can show your kids how to do it. I dare you. Bet you can't. <laughs> Bye. See you next week. Thanks for playing with us on Messy Adventures in Living. Katrina Fava will return next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on Inspired Choices Network. We'd love to have you join us again. Until next time, have fun creating your phenomenal life, mess and all.